welcome back to the podcast, friends. I have a special friend for me. Um, as our guest today, we have Haley Martinez. She is the founder of Primal Practice. She is an uh, IHP, right? Mm-hmm, yep. Yeah, an IHP and a breathwork facilitator. And I'm so, and also we are both newly a high certified. Yes. The best so, part. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I forgot about that one because it's new. So well, everyone, welcome Haley to talk all things breathwork, all things what you do, your journey, just, you know, the good stuff. Thank you. I'm so excited. This is the best thing to talk about. I know. So yeah, tell people who you are, how you got started just a little bit about you. All this stuff. So I really started in fitness, actually, because I was a bikini competitor for a long time. And then I got into personal training. So that's like, actually, what really started the whole process of like, getting into health and wellness for me was that industry, the fitness industry, which is obviously so different. I know you came so so far. Yeah. (laughs) There was no forgiveness in that it was like, 100%, 24-7, all or nothing. And I got really burnt out from that. And it really like, although it, it made me who I am in many beautiful ways, also really impacted my health at a certain point, especially competing over many seasons and just totally driving my body into the ground. So I ended up having all these hormone imbalances and like crazy fatigue and nutritional deficiencies and candida overgrowth and all this stuff Mm -hmm. that nobody would help me with because everyone thought I was making it up. Basically, I was crazy. Went through many, many trials and tribulations of doctor's office visits, (laughs) leaving in tears and had to like find the answers for myself. So that's when Mm I just ended up crazy Googling, deep diving, discovered parasites. And that really kicked off my like holistic health journey. And so yeah, then eventually got certified in IHP and started helping other people through that process. And that was so beautiful and healed me in so many ways, like not just physical. Mm -hmm. But eventually some like old symptoms would like randomly flare, pop up. And I wasn't quite understanding why. And I was like, I shouldn't have to keep addressing these things. Like I just knew in my soul, there was a greater, like something else that I was missing. And I just kind of knew like intuitively that like, I had these traumatic things that I've been through in my life, you know, and that they were connected. Like there was just something in my being that was like, it's emotional, like it's spiritual. It's, it's not just physical. Like Mm -hmm. you've done all this work, you've done all this healing. Like, it's not that it's something else. Like you need to keep searching. And the world of breathwork honestly found me. Like, I honestly feel like I just brought it into my field (laughs) because I have this intention of finding the answer, like finding what what was going to support me in this way? What was going to bring me the emotional healing that I needed? Like this deep soul healing, because I knew that the mind body, like I knew of the connection, mm-hmm. but I just didn't know how to get there. Um, I really started out like using like the Calm app and doing like these basic. Didn't like, we all? Yeah, I think so, honestly, because it's just like advertised everywhere. <laughs> so we would we know. Also, it, it worked. Let's be real. If you're trying to get your foot in the door of meditations, it's good. It is. It's very helpful. Absolutely. I did for me. Yeah, because it's like very entry level, very simple, quick, easy. 
So I was doing that to like help me sleep, whatever. And it was nice. But I was like, eventually I was like, I really need to get deeper. Like I, it's not just about relaxing. I need something that's going to help me like release mm-hmm. old trauma, mm-hmm. like pain and memories and whatever's stuck in my physical body that's causing this stuff to come back mm-hmm. over and over. So honestly, I had just set the intention to find it and it just came to me. I, you know, via Instagram was like finding people who did breath work. And I was like, what is this? And I just started to explore it and like find things online and then trying it myself. And I remember like the first few times I did breath work and I was like, oh my God, what is this magic? I felt a way that I had never felt. And I started to just develop this sense of peace, like true inner peace. And I was like, I, I cannot, first of all, live without this. And second of all, like people need to know about this. Mm-hmm. Like people need this. So I thought in my head, like, okay, one day I am going to to do this. And that day came so much, like it came months later. <laughs> like I thought it was going to be like years down the road, but I just had to do it. Mm-hmm. I was practicing every single day, sometimes multiple times a day. I was just obsessed with it because of what it was doing for me. And like mm-hmm. this healing, it was unlocking for me, these thoughts and this like this emotional release, it was facilitating that nothing else would do for me. Like in my life at that point, it was just so freeing and so healing. So that was like in the winter. And then about six months later in the summer, I got certified in meditation and breath work and then started doing some in-person classes, eventually started my online membership. And the stories that people share with me about their experiences during my sessions or like what they get from doing my videos at home and stuff, like what they unlock for themselves. Like someone cries in my class every single time, this emotional release. It's so beautiful. And it just make, gives me the sense of personal, like soul level fulfillment. Like this is what I'm meant to be doing. I just can't even explain. Oh gosh. I know it's going to resonate with so many people. And I want to actually backtrack a little bit and go back to when you said all the fitness things burnout, because I feel like no one talks about, about how fitness can burn you out because it's a good stressor, right? Like it, it it's a, it is a good stressor, but when there's too much stress on your body, they're all stressors are not helpful. So what were like the main components for burnout for you? Was a lot of it just like, bikini competitions because let's be real you at one point you do have to fast to and it gets oh yeah stressed out state I mean yes and no because well during that time of course but there's a purpose behind it yeah you're you're trying to win this competition yeah so that's short term it's only a couple months but then beyond that like I was just not listening or honoring my body in any way shape or form Mm -hmm. like because because I wasn't just working out for a health like I was working out in the bodybuilding world it's like train until you die. It's like so hardcore. It's like no days off. Like the guilt around resting is so real. Mm. Like it was just always like training to failure, like always needing to PR, like getting stronger and lifting heavier and doing more and more, Mm. no matter how tired you are. Like you just take your pre-workout and you suck it up and you do it. Like, there was just no 
femininity in there, like the feminine energy of like honoring your body and like listening to how you feel and just like going with the flow of each day. Mm -hmm. There was none of that. There was no room for it. And I, and of course, like, this is my experience. Like I personally didn't allow that for myself because I was so dead set in like that winner mentality too. Um, And that served me in many ways that it brought like so much structure and discipline and self-esteem that I didn't have before. Um, That's how that served me. But then after that, like I needed to learn how to actually listen to and honor my body's ebbs and flows, especially as a woman. Like it's just not the same. Like a lot of men can probably live like that. Yep. But I just could not. And most women just cannot and should not. We shouldn't mm-hmm. be expected to. Um, just learning that every day is different. And even if you intend to do one thing one day and your body is just saying no, that it's okay to to honor that. That mm-hmm. was a huge unlearning for me. Mm. So yeah. And for those out there who don't know that men have a 24 hour hormonal cycle women, it's like 28 to 35 days, right? Like our cycle is our cycle. So that's why it's so different for us on a day-to-day basis. Men maybe can, because it's 24 hours, they're back and they're ready to go. And for us, it's so different, but talk to me a little bit about that journey of learning to listen to your body and ebbs and flows that come with it. It was, it was a journey. It, it took a long time because I had been in that routine for years since I was like 18. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would say around like 25 was when I started to think like, well, maybe this isn't, well, when I started my like healing journey, I was yeah. like, maybe this isn't what I was supposed to be doing all the time. <laughs> really like my acupuncturist actually first suggested it. He was like, maybe you need to train a little less basically is what he said. And I was like, no, <laughs> like I'm good. I'm fine. Like, but he was like, just try it. Like try one last day. Like instead of six, just try five. And I tried it really reluctantly, but I was so determined to heal. Yeah. Um. So I did. And I honestly started to feel so much better. And then allowing that difference for myself and seeing that like the world wasn't crumbling before me, <laughs> you know, that like nothing changed. Yeah. Nothing was different. Everything was fine. <laughs> and I actually felt better. And I started to heal and I started to kind of understand like, I'm in this big healing process right now. Like my body's been really stressed out for a long time. It's served me and supported me in so many ways. Like it it needs some rest right now. So I went down to like four training days and I felt so good. Like I really felt, started to feel like a different person. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I started like supporting my clients in that way of like, cause I attracted a lot of women in the fitness space. That's where I came from and getting and walking them through that journey and seeing them also like have the same experience of like listening to their bodies and training a little less and then facilitating that healing and that just that inner journey to know that it's okay to listen to what you need to listen to your body. Mm -hmm. And now at this point, I mean, like two years later, I just honestly do what I want. (laughs) Like sometimes I've gone weeks without lifting I'm doing a lot more yoga. I just started Pilates. Like that is something I thought I would never do because Mm -hmm. I used to say like, that's not a real workout. Like what? Because it's like not killing you. It's not so intense, right? But it Mm -hmm. is supporting your body and your health and movement in a totally different way, which at this point in my life is really supporting me. Mm -hmm. It's what I need. And if I have a ton of energy and I feel like I want to go kill a workout, like I'll go. And if I don't, then I won't. 
and both are perfect. Did you go through an ego death as you were going through that whole transformation? 100%. Being a bodybuilder was, um, uh, it was my identity yeah. for a really long time. And like, that's how everyone in like my community knew me. Like, I mean, my whole entire like, um, platform on social media was a fitness at one point. Yeah. So letting that transition and then also like being out of the gym a lot and I, I had to just release it and not hold on to it. Like I honestly put a lot of like my trophies away in my room, like things like that, because I'm like, this is something that I did and something that I, I don't know if I might do one day I, at this point, I think no, but it was just, it's a part of me, but mm -hmm. it's not me. Yeah. Like that's something I really had to learn because I identified with that so strongly and I had to learn, like, I am so many things, but ultimately, like, I am my soul. Like, I am the essence of Haley, like, learning who is she. She has done this bodybuilding thing so successfully and beautifully for so long. And that was an amazing journey I went through. I'm so grateful, but that's, I'm not resonating with that at this time in my life now. And I'm going through this other incredible journey and I'm just always changing. So I have to allow myself to release and welcome in the new and always, it's not like it's gone or it's 0% of me. It's just that I can have so many parts. Mm -hmm. Did you have resistance to letting go of those parts of you? Yeah, it was, it was a lot of, back. of course it was weird. Yeah. Like I didn't know myself without that. And there was a lot of like, because it sounds so easy. And that's why I'm like, just like, and because it's hindsight, that's why I'm like, is there yeah. resistance, right? Because so, so many people to say this now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like two years later. But no, yes, it was very hard. Like even through my not competing any like saying I'm not competing for now, like, but maybe next year, like, I kept just entertaining the idea that it was just a pause mm -hmm. and that it was coming back because everyone would always ask me like when are you going back on stage like when are you going to do another show like when is your next rep and that's how they identified me and that's how I identified myself and so it was like well like are they still gonna like me like are they still gonna be interested in me like are people gonna still see what I want to post like it was it was a huge like internal battle and also I wasn't like ready for it. Like it really came out of the blue, this feeling of like, wait, what is this not like, not what I'm supposed to be doing anymore. Like it, it just came out of the blue. Yeah. It was like this summer. Um, I was still training like regularly four days a week, blah, blah, blah. And then I went on a couple trips this summer and like all of August, I didn't go to the gym basically. And I thought to myself like that I had to justify it. Basically I was like, oh, I've just been traveling a lot. So like, of course I need more rest. Like, yeah. well, that makes sense. In September, I'll get back into it. And then like September through December, like I was in the gym, like once or twice a week, like in and out feeling like kind of, I just, my body felt like it didn't want to do that. Yeah. And then all of December, basically like from mid November through December, I didn't go to the gym. Because I finally started to fully accept it. I was like, this just isn't serving me. It was when mm -hmm. we were like getting ready for getting attuned in a high mm -hmm. also. So my body just needed to like use a lot more energy in different ways. Mm -hmm. I started to understand that like the body uses energy and it's physical, mental, emotional energy is all the same. Yeah. 
And when you're using a lot of emotional and mental energy, doing this like breathwork healing, emotional healing process, like elevating your frequency to get <laughs> to be aligned with the frequency of miracles, energetic healing, that's using a lot of energy. And when I would go and train at the gym the next day, I'd be so sore, like beyond what was reasonable mm -hmm. and like exhausted. And I was like, this isn't normal. Like, why does this keep happening to me? Like my body was screaming, like, no, thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, not right now. And yoga felt really good because it was allowing that the physical energy to just flow through yeah. me rather than being like forced yeah. and just like, overexerting myself basically. So I finally like was tired of feeling like that every time I went to the gym. So I was like, okay, like that's surrender. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, I get it. I'll stop and I will know when I'm ready to go back. So I was out for all of December and then I got this kind of like surge of energy in January. And so now at this point, like I'm really come to terms with just listening day to day. Like I don't mm -hmm. plan what I'm going to do. I'll have an idea of what's available, like what yoga classes are available, like whatever mm -hmm. time I would like to go. But the day of, fortunately, like I have the freedom in my life right now to decide at the, <laughs> like at the last second, but I will just wait for the day of and then be like, what would feel good for me today? And that's what I do. But yeah, it it really took a long time of being like, so back and forth and trying to justify myself until I just surrendered to knowing that like my body will let me know what it needs. Mm. So on to breath work. <laughs> um, yeah. what are some of the most common, like physical release sort of symptom things that people come to you saying that they feel after breath work? People feel peace. Like you feel so at peace with the world. Like you will come in so stressed out, carrying all the stuff from whatever's going on in your life. And then people are like, everything is just okay. Like you just have this understanding that like none of that really is what we think it is. Like it doesn't really matter. It's not as big. It's just all neutral. Mm -hmm. And you just feel so peaceful. And people tell me like, they feel like they're floating. They feel like they're totally just unaware of anything that's happening in the world. Um, on the other hand, if it's more of like an emotional session, people will have big emotional releases during, like sometimes they need to take a pause and like, let some tears flow, let some energy move out. And then they feel so much lighter afterwards because who knows how long that energy was stuck in there, was stored in the body. And then it's finally released and it's literally weight off mm -hmm. and it's, it's free. You now have more space within you. Mm -hmm. Um, and that space that was being held up by that neg low frequency, that negative energy, that negative emotion can now be filled with love, which is what we're doing, mm -hmm. love and light and peace and all the things that we want. So people just feel like a weight off. Mm -hmm. So how does breath work work to release energies from the body? I was thinking of, I knew you were obviously going to ask me this and I was thinking about like, oh, there's so many ways to answer this because yeah. there's the science-y way yeah. and there's like the spiritual way. Give us both. And they work together, of course. Yeah. So, I mean, breath is life. Prana, breath is mm -hmm. our life force energy. It's everything. We can't live without it. We're constantly doing it. It keeps us alive. We don't even think about it. Yeah. It is <laughs> the essence of existence for us. So it's energy and everything is energy. 
So when we're inhaling and bringing in new oxygen, new air, new energy, so we're able to like move out old stuff. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of think of think of it as like rinsing something off with water. Like say like something was really dirty and you're rinsing it clean. Like you're forcing this new substance on top of it that's cleaning mm-hmm. it out. That could okay. be like visual to help people understand. But also because it's going like through the diaphragm into the stomach where we hold so much, like a lot of emotions are stored in the stomach area. So when you really learn how to breathe that way, which we're not doing all day long, taking those super deep breaths and then sending it like it's swirling around in the stomach and then sending it back out. We're just cleaning out Mm -hmm. all of those emotions and getting anything that was stuck to just move and be transmuted and released. So, well, another part of that too is like, I will use some kundalini practices, which mm-hmm. uses a lot of mudras. Um, so manipulating the fingers and hands and arms and just moving the body a little bit. So each part of the hand and foot um, is correlated to different areas of the brain as well. So when we're breathing and doing different styles of breath, like whether we're holding the breath or doing like um, segmented breathing along with stimulating different parts of the fingers or the hands or movements, we're really activating the brain in specific ways. So it's it's kind of like brain rewiring. If you want to think about it like that, we are either stimulating like the pituitary, which controls basically all the like functions of the body, like big emphasis on hormones too. Um, but any area of the brain can be targeted. So that's why this can also promote physical healing because obviously the brain is in control of the whole body. Mm-hmm. So if we're doing this breath work and meditation, stimulating specific areas of the brain, we're s- stimulating healing in specific areas of the body as well, which is super cool. Mm. But in a more sciencey way, <laughs> I hope I explain this well, because this is like, I care more about the spiritual explanation, but um, you're basically we're taking in so much more oxygen than we're used to. So we're kind of like disrupting the balance of oxygen and carbon dioxide. And we're like filling the body up with so much oxygen. So it makes the body and the cells in more of an alkaline state so that they can repair Mm -hmm. really quickly. Um, And this is just not a state that you can be in your day to day because you're like not functioning you're in kind of like almost I don't love to use this word because it might freak people out but like almost a hallucinogenic state you are a little bit you're in just a different level of consciousness so like you you couldn't go to work like feeling like this (laughs) but it's just allowing the body to basically repair itself and clean itself out and fill it with like more nutrients and so that obviously facilitates the healing process in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both of them. I mean, I think that one of them is going to resonate with everyone, right? Like both yeah. explanations were great. And yeah. I love that you're like, you can't really do that on a day-to-day basis. Like, it's not like you're going to do yeah. like a quick breath work session and go to work. Cause you're going to feel like you're floating on clouds. And that's, what's so cool too, because it brings you into this altered state of consciousness. You can access different things like Mm -hmm. within your consciousness. So people might 
sometimes see colors or they see images or they feel sensations that are connected to where there's a blockage in the body. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a woman tell me one time she had a sensation, like she was choking for a second, like she was, um, like underwater, like she was almost drowning. And that was a blockage in her throat chakra that she was able to breathe through it and release. Um, which really resonated with her, which was so cool. Mm -hmm. People have told me that like, I might um, say to envision a color moving through a specific area of the Mm -hmm. body based on what we're working through. And someone one time told me, oh, that I saw this different color. And I was like, oh, that's actually connected to, I was saying to see blue and she was seeing green. And I was like, oh, that's your heart chakra. Mm -hmm. Like maybe you were really releasing a lot from the heart space. And and that really resonated with her. And it's just so beautiful that different experiences that people have, because when we open our consciousness up, we can receive this information, which mm-hmm. we might not be able to when we're just in our regular state. <laughs> um. So do you do breathworks with certain intentions for like different times of the month or like new moon, full moon? Like, yeah. Tell everyone about like what you do. Yeah. So I'm not an astrologer, but I'm, you love astrology, really obsessed with astrology. I'm always up with what's going on in that realm, um, collectively and individually, like for myself, of course, we all have our own charts, but I'm always updating my community with what's going on in the collective astrology. And I do do new moon and full moon breathwork sessions. And I love to just spend a few minutes in the beginning to talk about like the energy, what's going on, because it can help you set a more like aligned and relevant intention for that time in your life. It can help you think of like what's going on in that way. So you understand like, oh, there's this energy moving in the universe. And that's why this is going on in my life. And so I'm going to set this specific intention because that's what will support me in this time. I think setting a really specific intention is so helpful to move through whatever you need to at that time, rather than it being so general. Not that like that's bad in Mm -hmm. any way. It's just nice to, to just reflect and be very, very conscious and intentional with your practice. And I, I always set a te- I suggest an intention for every class that I hold as well. But of course, like we're all going through our own stuff. So I'll encourage mm-hmm. people to like, think about this energy, but like, be very aware of what's going on for you right now. Mm. So if someone wants to start with breath work, cause I know it sounds intimidating to some people, right? Like they're like, ah, like it's, it's, seems like it's so good for your body on just like a science standpoint. And like we said, that energetic or more metaphysical standpoint, but like, where do you suggest they start? Would you suggest they start with like shorter breath works or just come to any session? Yeah. You could totally go just there's, I don't believe that there's such thing as like a beginner meeting, mm-hmm. whatever. It's just breathing. Like at the end of the day where we all can do it. Yeah. <laughs> but of course, if you're feeling a little bit, nervous or any or unsure um there are simpler ones so like for example in my membership i have breathworks that are only five minutes Mm. and they're more mild like we're not doing anything you know quote crazy i mean whatever that means but there are ones that are i guess you could say gentler and simpler Mm -hmm. and then there's ones that are longer and more intense Mm -hmm. so i always will share like the the amount of time and like a little synopsis of what it is. But I mean, you're going to get what out of it, whatever you put into it. Mm -hmm. So like the more 
you set the intention to like really receive and the more effort you put into like really doing it to your maximum capacity, the more benefits that you'll receive. Mm -hmm. But no, I don't think I totally understand why someone would feel a little bit nervous. I have felt that way as well when I first started, but I'm just the type of person that like wants to dive in and see what's up. Yeah. (laughs) But really like with breath work, like some of them are challenging. Like that's the truth. But that's how you get to those really deep layers of trauma to release. Like Mm -hmm. that's the tough ones, the challenging ones. When you push through that, you receive so much because you can release the stuff that's been there for years, stuff that you don't even know is there. So I really would love every human on the planet to experience that at least once. But yes, there are definitely different breath practices that are, you know, simpler so that you can just get a taste to see what it's like before you go into those types. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause we were talking about the calm app to start. Right. So I'm like, where, yeah. like if someone wants to start, like, where should they? And I, I get what you're saying with like, there is no beginner just dive in because it is just breathing. But on the flip side, there's a reason where we were all drawn to the five minute meditations totally. that are guided, you know, to like, size. yeah, like getting rid of that barrier to entry. Whereas people are like, okay, we're going to start breathing really fast. Like this is weird. I don't know what's yeah. going on, you know, like getting them out of their head and into their bodies more. Totally. There's very, very simple methods out there that anyone can try to start like the four, seven, eight breath, where you're just inhaling for a count of four, hold for a count of seven, exhale for a count of eight. Do that for three minutes and see how you feel. Like mm-hmm. it literally only takes that long to make a difference. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, so how could someone, you know, get into your world right now? Instagram. Um, I post a lot of Instagram live breathworks on there. You can see in my feed. And then in my links, you can access my membership, Primal Membership. Mm -hmm. There's a seven-day free trial. There's a free tier of it as well. So like in the free tier, because I just want everyone to have access to this. Like it's so important. There's one sound healing, one audio meditation, and one breath work so that you can see, like so that you can feel it and experience it. And then inside the full membership, there's a bunch of sound bowl healings, audio meditations, and a ton of breathwork videos. I do a live every new moon and full moon as well. And all the recordings go in there. So there's like a ton at this point. And I also do weekly journal prompts just to like support that inner, that process of doing the inner work of Mm -hmm. reflecting and analyzing and seeing what's going on with yourself. Where do we need to make adjustments? Where do we need to set new intentions? Maybe a mantra that would be supportive of what you're going through right now. Journaling has been so important in my personal journey, but I know some people don't like to write. So I also say like, look at the prompts and then use that to support your meditation practice or use it to create an intention. Just take a a few minutes to just like reflect on these things. And I'm actually like in the process of totally revamping the membership as well. It's 100% going out in February. So maybe it will already be out by the time this is released. Probably will. But, um, that is going to have a third tier as well, where I'm going diving even more into the spiritual world um, with like just little mini courses on how to open your spiritual gifts and like connect with the divine and connect with your higher self, um, how to use spiritual tools and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And I'll be doing live energy healing sessions in there too. Mm, And that's all included in the third tier of the membership, all the mini courses. Yes. Mm. Yeah. 
I love that. So I have one more question for you because I was thinking about this earlier and then we just started going and I didn't, (laughs) didn't get to it because I know you were brought up in a religious upbringing. So when people hear you're like talking about the metaphysical part of breath work, how does that conflict or not conflict with religion like if someone's like I'm religious you know so like I don't know if that's for me talk to me about that this is a good question (laughs) I I love to talk about this because this was a a really (laughs) transformational experience in my life Mm -hmm. so I was raised Catholic and not just raised Catholic like I've been a practicing Catholic my whole life so when I started exploring this other spiritual side. Like when I started breathwork, I really started connecting with the universe in a way that started to just blast open my belief systems. I just connect, I started connecting with beings in my higher state of consciousness. And I knew that they were of love and light and that they were to help me and support me. And And to me, like, they all came from God. If it's not, you know, whatever you believe in, God, source, a Mm -hmm. higher power, it's all the same. It's just all names. It's just all English words. Like, it really doesn't matter. And I've always been curious. I haven't always been open-minded because I thought that I knew the way. Mm -hmm. And this made me it truly blasted me open. And I am so open to anything and everything now within, you know, (laughs) I do my spiritual protection and I discern what's right or not for me, but I became so much more curious and so much more open. And when you become so open to and connected with the universe, with the collective, with existence, you realize that everything is everything we're all connected. We are all from God. We are all from source. And the humans that wrote scripture, the people that were literally channeling, right? The people that wrote the books in the Bible, they were channeling. Okay. They were psychic. (laughs) We, we are just so we're taught these things we're taught to believe these are like just special people and no one else could do it but like why so i started to really think about this because i felt like i started to channel i felt like i started receiving information and i was and i was like anyone can do this and yes i'm not saying that those people weren't important of course they were we all are Mm -hmm. But I was like, why is my religion telling me that it's of a negative entity to be psychic Mm. when I'm literally connecting with God? Yeah. When I'm connecting with angels, when I'm connecting with love, it just didn't make sense. Mm -hmm. And I, I began to just understand, which I already knew that religion is a business and that doesn't make it wrong. It's just something that has to be considered. It's not perfect. Anything that's run by humans isn't going to be perfect. It's Mm -hmm. the truth. They're all just people like us. And we all are, have an ego. 
and we all have, we are all just everything and it's not perfect. And of course, when things are passed down for thousands and thousands of years, there's going to be some changes, especially when they're translated into multiple languages over and over and over again. So it's just not perfect. And it doesn't mean that I've dissociated myself from it or I think that it's bad. I don't. I still go to church when I feel called to connect in that way because Mm -hmm. it's been a part of my life for 27 years. Yeah. But I just remain, I'm very, very conscious now in a different way of what I'm receiving and what I don't want to open myself up to, which is basically the feeling of like unworthiness. Mm -hmm. I'm not worthy to receive God, that I being stuck in that mentality of sin um, that I'm not good enough, that I'm not worthy to receive all these things, that I'm damaged in a way, because unfortunately, those were things that kind of I took on as a child. Yeah. And I had to do a lot of work to release, and I'm still doing work to release mm-hmm. as an adult. So I have just become so open to what I'm, you know, basically discernment, what I'm going to take when I attend and just knowing that that is a one way that I connect with God, but every single day, all day I'm connected. He is with me. My, all my angels are with me. And especially when I tune in and I do my breath work, I'm, I feel so connected and they communicate with me. And that cannot possibly be wrong. So, yeah, that was a really big ego death in a different way. Like a identity, I guess you could say identity death. (laughs) I don't have to just be this one thing. I can do this thing and then also be open to everything else. Understanding that energy, everything is energy was a huge eye opener for me. And just knowing that as long as you are connected to love and light Mm -hmm. and that you feel that love and light within you when Mm -hmm. you're communicating, when you're open to these things, that, that, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. And that's amazing. So that can't be bad. Can't be. (laughs) Yeah. I love that answer. And I know that like, it's so close to your heart because you grew up Catholic and you still connect with Jesus and Mary, right? You feel very connected to them. And so that's like part of it where a lot of, I guess, when you hear about spiritual people, a lot of them aren't talking about Jesus and Mary, truthfully, Mm -hmm. right? And connecting with them. So that's why I feel like your perspective is so different where you're like, no, I connect with them, right? They're still just all part of source. Oh, yeah. They were still super important people in history. Exactly. real beings that are still existing that connect with me all the time because I always felt very close to them. So I fostered this relationship with them. That's even stronger now that I'm open to everything. Mm -hmm. Like it's stronger than it's ever been. These like quote religious figures, they're just beings of love and light Mm -hmm. that now that I've expanded my consciousness and expanded my intuitive abilities, I feel even closer to them than I did before when I was only in the church. Yeah. That's why I feel like your perspective is so good there because so many people, like I follow a lot of spiritual people and not many people are talking about connecting with them, right? They're talking about other goddesses and gods and maybe archangels, which a a lot of them are of the Bible too. So that's where it's Mm -hmm. like, it's all one. And I like that you really talk about that. It does not have to be all or nothing, one or the other. It's, it's all good. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, like it's- it, you can you can do it all. You really can. You don't have to pick. Okay, well, that feels like really complete for me. Does it feel complete for you? Totally. Yes. I know. Yeah. I'm like, I thought this was going to be longer, but I'm not going to drag it on just for the sake of dragging it on. Yeah. We got yeah. a lot. We covered a lot. <laughs> I know. I know. And I, I know that so many people are going to resonate with this because there are so many people who like, there is that, I guess, idea that religion and spirituality have to be so different. But like you said, they're so interconnected and it's all of God, source, whatever you name it. So it's just, I mean, it's all, as long as it's all of love and light. It's it just all love. Yeah. They are not different. The only difference is that one has rules. <laughs> One has rules that you don't need to follow unless you want to. Yeah. For a long time, I, I did want to. It helped me. It supported me to have this structure and these rules. Yeah. And honestly, like I wasn't ready for this at an earlier part of my life. Like this type of expansion and openness, I I couldn't, I didn't have the capacity for it before. Yeah. I really needed a structure to follow. And now like God knew that I was ready to expand And so I did. And both have served me and both are beautiful. And honestly, whatever makes you feel connected to the universe, connected to God and connected to yourself, that's what you should do. Hmm. Okay. So tell people where they can find you on that note. (laughs) My Instagram is at Primal Haley, H-A-L-E-Y. And my website is primal-practice.com and please just dm me come through chat with me i love to connect yeah and then you have your membership which you said is linked on your website and your instagram yes and that's where people can work with you and are you taking on -on one-on-one clients right now i am yeah (laughs) one-on-one clients for holistic health healing um and obviously incorporating energy healing now into that practice as well which is awesome Well, I love that. And I know that so many people are going to resonate with this episode and you're going to have like 7 million DMs after this about (laughs) all the things because your perspective is just so needed. Like I said, so many spiritual people out there aren't talking about how it's all interconnected. Yeah, it's so important. Thank you so much. But okay, this was great, guys. And I will catch you in the next episode. (laughs) 